All right. This is Bishop Bowser with Slow Motion with Bishop Bowser, our podcast. And also, we're going live on Facebook. And uh, today, we have a pretty good show for you. Uh, we're going to be talking about the criminal justice system and how uh, it really trump up charges and case. And, and, and it, the, when you're dealing with the issues with uh, uh, black folk, you know, they really, these prosecutors, they're really racist. And um, the system, the whole system is racist, of course. But, you know, the experiences that black folks have to go through uh, through this criminal justice system is just horrible. And so one of the things we want to talk about today, I have uh, with me as my guest, uh, Russell Smith. Uh, he's uh, one of my cousins that live up in um, Marino Valley. He grew up in Riverside and now he lives in Marino Valley. But he kind of got caught up in that uh, justice system up there in Riverside um, uh, County. Now, you know, Riverside County and San Bernardino County. Uh, they, they have some of the worst um, prosecutors, and especially when it comes to arrests and, and filing charges against black people, they have one of the worst, worst systems, and San Diego falls right behind them, right? And so uh, when you look at Southern California on down, uh, you have a horrible, corrupt criminal justice system. At least in L.A., they are trying to fix some things, and, um, you know, from the perspective of challenging the sheriff, and uh, they just elected supposedly a progressive prosecutor but i'll be honest with you i don't know what a progressive uh, prosecutor is supposed to look like right because the system is racist and uh they're tied into that system but i have um uh, russell smith with me and and he's up up in the moreno valley we have him on our screen here through the uh through the zoom but hopefully all of you all can see him on uh live right now so what i want y'all to do because uh, i want everybody to um uh get this show and hear about it Listen to it. Uh, tag somebody. Start a watch party. Share it with somebody so that you can um, uh, get uh, 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 folks to come in on and view it. And also, let me know how the sound is because I got my uh, mic in between me and where Russell's going to be. So I hope they can hear it. What'd you say? Can anybody hear? It? You might have to go and test out the sound. And, and I hope, hope I know you hear me, but 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 I'm talking about as far as them <laughs> on Facebook. Uh, they hear me on. They hear us on the podcast. But um. So, Russ, you know, I, I want to start out with, you know, because we want to talk about gang enhancements. We want to talk about, um, uh, you know, not so much. We can't get into details about the case of Little Ed, your son, and the murder charge that have been brought against him. But talk about from the perspective of how they tried to entangle you in that. And then when we was working to get you bailed out, how they kind of messed that up where we couldn't even get you bailed out uh, of jail on that. And also I want to talk about these prosecutors. We'll look at COVID-19 as far as what you would experience in county jail, because I know it's one thing out here and it's one thing when you're in the jail system, as you know, Sharon, you know, uh, she's, she's up in, um, uh, um, uh, Folsom, uh, with the women's prison up there. And she's dealing with the same thing with COVID-19 and all of that. And so it's really running rapid in the jail system, the prison system, and it really not protecting, uh, our people, right? And folks are dying. People are getting sick, and we most definitely was uh, worried about you uh, in the name of the Lord when you when you was in there because we know that they're not protecting folks. But uh, I just want to start off so people can get to know who you are, uh, you know, as uh, as a person. Uh, if you could tell us, you know, you know your full name, um, your age, where you live, uh, married or not married, how many children you got, and then we could take it from there. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, Edward Smith. I live in Moreno Valley, California. I got, uh, I'm married, and I got, I guess I got several children that 
you know, stepchildren and children are mine. And um, I'm like, it's, uh, I, I don't know, I, I, guess, I guess it's uh, unfair to, uh, to me what happened to me because I stayed in jail for eight months for something I didn't have nothing to do with. So right. I just would like the public to know everything that was going on with, with uh, what happened with me too. And it's, it's a lot more people than it's going through the same thing because they uh, they elevate our bail so high where we cannot bail out because of old crimes. I got old crimes from 1986 and I got one from 1990. Tell us about and those. And they use that against me. Huh? Tell us about those crimes in 86. You say 86 and 96? <laughs> yeah, 86 was a robbery. Mm-hmm. So they, they hit me with a, a, a strike from that. And then 1990 was, uh, uh, I had a attempted murder in 1990. But it was one crime. They broke the one crime, which is legal, which is illegal. To uh, they broke it down to three different crimes, which it, they weren't supposed to do that. And they put a million dollar bill on me for a crime for adding and abetting after the fact. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm walking down the street and they just arrest me for nothing mm-hmm. and just throw the crimes on me. But adding and abetting after the fact is basically it's like almost it's supposed to be a felony, but it's almost like a misdemeanor. Carry sixteen, two, and three. They put the uh, they put a gang charge on me, which I'm not in a gang, which uh, what made them was able to put a million dollar bail on me, and and that's how I stayed in jail eight months. So after so, eight months, huh? Well, what one thing I want to ask you because I, I want people to uh, everybody listening and viewing, I want them to understand exactly. Uh, what's going on, you know, because I, I know your case and everything, but they don't, mm-hmm. and they don't know some of the charges mm-hmm. that was trumped up on you. So I know, like, uh, when you said in 1990 you were arrested for attempted murder, can you get uh, tell us a little bit about that? Because they tried to use that as a gang enhancement, right, when they uh, when they uh, brought these other charges. And then we get into the aiding and abetting. No, they, 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 what the case that's going on now, what they arrested me for, they said I added and abetted a gang. Right. Which... I guess the gang is my son. Right. <laughs> so I added and abetted a gang, which is my son. So they was able to put that charge on me where they elevated the charges where there was no mm-hmm. charge there, was able to put three strikes on me. But and the, the strikes came from 1986 right. to 1990, over right. 30 years old. 30 right. And 33 years old. So talk that's what I'm saying. So talk about that as far as that 86 and 90 case, how they tie that into uh, the present case that you're dealing with. Well, they're they're uh, they're, fel- they're felony cases, so they were able to try to put the felony case on me through them two cases, the uh, the three strikes law. Right. And how did they? And Thirty years old. I haven't been. I haven't been in trouble in years. Right. I know that. And 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 like with um uh, with them trying to tie, because I know when I read the papers and different things, we're looking online on some stuff, and that that your your wife had sent me also. Uh, I know I saw something on it where it was actually saying you as a gang member. <laughs> yes, I was a gang member. So, so where did they it get that gang, from? I was a leader of the gang. Yeah, where did they get that from, man? That that was that's the police officer that kept uh, he kept coming to my mom's house and harassing her. So I said something to him, and for me saying something to him, he wanted had a grudge against me, and mm-hmm. he still got a grudge against me to this day. And when was that? When you said something to and him? That, that ain't that ain't fair. That ain't fair to nobody. Right. Right. When did- for them to hold grudges and then you know what what because what I want to say about go ahead they're trying to make the uh I think it's the Republicans or whatever I don't I, I don't care what race <laughs> I mean what a, a political party you are they're trying to make it look like we want to disband all police no we got to have police mm-hmm. we got to have police 
but we want to get rid of the bad police. Mm -hmm. Right. So whoever's saying get rid of the police departments, I feel that's that's not that's not what we should do. Right. I feel we should get rid of the bad apples in the police departments. Okay. Okay. And and, and I think once you do that, everything should. I don't think everything would would go to normal for black people, but it should start straightening out. Right. Because you got a lot of police that hate black people. Right. So whatever they can do to put you in jail, that's what they're going to do. Right. And that's what I found on this case right here. And they're still doing it. The case is still going on. I'm not going to talk about the case, but it's still going on. And that's what they're doing right now. Right. Right. So so you you said they've had two strikes on you from your previous robbery and attempted murder. No, they charged you with they charge each charge with four strikes. Four strikes. Uh, I even had that many strikes. Wow. It was illegal from the beginning. How did they get four strikes? Explain that. They got four strikes where they were like when you have one case and if you have like you got one case, they broke the case down to their satisfaction to make it like look like it was real. But they they broke the law there for doing that too because you're not they're not supposed to do if it's one case one incident other it's one case right they broke the one case down to three different strikes what one case of three different so strikes and and some of the strikes came from your previous uh, charges that you or convictions that you had before and they used that against you and before added gang 1990 and, and 1986 right and so with the gang and, and I ain't been in trouble I ain't been in trouble cause I uh, I ain't been in trouble. I ain't been in trouble. I haven't caught a felony or nothing like that since then. When did you get out uh, of prison the last time from the 1990 case? 95. Got out in 95? 1995. And since 95, no problems with the criminal justice system? No, none. Whatsoever. And all this time, so did they try to go back and look at back then with the what, what, with the shooting? What happened with that, with the attempted murder? What was that about? It was the attempted murder was what my auntie, my aunt Mildred and them were, it was a group of fellas from another, uh, from another town kept coming to her house, shooting oh, it up, okay. shooting it up. And we got involved in okay. that after that. Yeah. And that's how it is. So they tried to make us yeah. look like we was aggressors when we called the police every night for months, months, months. And the Riverside police would not do nothing. Yeah. 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 And, and that's the problem, you know, also that a lot of times people mm-hmm. face. Right. And that's the thing I was sharing with folks not too long ago is that even when you try to be a law abiding citizen, you don't get the protection that you need from the police. We're over police, but underprotected. We don't feel protected at all. But then when you take matters into your own hand, then all of a sudden they, they want to file charges against you because all you're trying to do is protect your 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 property and your person. And. You know, I know my yeah. family and I know my cousins and stuff. And, you know, uh, when it comes to family, you ain't going to mess with family and just think you're going to uh, do that because they're going to step in. You know, I didn't I was in church. I didn't yeah. hear nothing about it back then. But I, as far as when it was happening, but I heard when y'all got locked up and everything and so on. And so yeah. I, I clearly understand, you know, uh, we do have to defend family. We can't just let people come by and and and. Um, harm folks that ain't have don't have nothing to do with nothing i mildred is you know she was an older woman and have nothing to do with that you know what whatever the uh, the younger cousins were doing and so on uh so now let me ask right. you let me ask you this now um uh with with the case that 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 uh, uh they've charged you with so they they charge you with four felonies how many felonies did you have um this one case just one just one added in bed but they added <clears throat> Eddie- Huh? Because uh, l- l- remember when you're trying to get bailed out, and then when you went to court, right? 
they added some, um, I don't know if they were strikes or whatever it was, but they added where you, they if, added you push strikes. your bell up. So what happened with that? Explain that to us. They added, uh, <clears throat> when I went to court, they added strikes for, they said, ed, uh, editing and betting a game, which the only person I talked to was my son. He's not a gang by itself. A gang is three or more people, and they say anybody can hang around with anybody they want to. It's, this, this is in the criminal law book. And but what they did, they bypassed that criminal law book and just did what they wanted to do and add gang stuff on me. Right, right. And so, like, and what was your bill before? For, me for my son. What was your before they added the on? What was, was your bill? Uh, and then the bill, the bill was one hundred fifty million, one hundred fifty thousand dollars. So I just had to pay was a fifteen hundred to two thousand to bail out. So when I went to court, they added a strike somewhere. They boost my bail up to a million dollars. Wow. Wow, boosted up to a million dollars, and so with dollars. so with the aiding the betting, um, I know you can't get into details of the case and everything, but how do you feel about that as far as them charging you with aiding and abetting when you had nothing to do with the case, nothing to do with anything? Oh, I, felt, I felt I was doing. I, I felt I was I was done real wrong, mm -hmm. and I felt I, I felt it was out of me basically protecting my mom because they kept coming to the house asking her to look at these pictures. And what they didn't know was my mom is blind. She's certified blind. Uh -huh. She couldn't look at no pictures. And then you got these men at her door, four or five or six of them at her door. Ma'am, open the door. She said, no. Uh -huh. So and then so when I seen them, I told them to leave her alone. He felt offended about that. <clears throat> the police felt, the police officer felt offended about that. I shouldn't have said nothing to him. You know, a black man stay in your place. Right. Well, what, That's how I felt. What were, they, felt. what were they trying to question on um, Bobby about? She wanted he wanted her to look at pictures of other people, suspects. I guess my mom don't know none of these right, people. Right. But he wanted her to look at pictures. Ma'am, I know you know this one. I know you know this one. No, my mom don't know nobody. She don't be you know, my mom's up in age. She don't be out there hanging out with nobody. Right. You could have showed some pictures of church members, she probably wouldn't know who they was. And was uh was Lil Ed already locked up? Incarcerated for this? Yeah, he's in there. Was he in there doing yeah, that he, time? He's been there for a year now. Okay. Huh? So he was already uh, charged uh, uh, when they were going to your mom's house. Oh, and then the killer part, the killer part is when what they arrested me for was he called me one day on the phone and they said I added him Betty because he called me. And that's, that's why he I was out? Huh? That's when that's when he before he got locked up, he called you while he was in jail when he called you. You said he called no, you. When did he no. call you? Before I got locked up, he called me and they had my phone tapped and what they told everybody, which which is illegal too. Another thing, he told the judge that my phone was my son's phone. Hmm. Which was not the truth. Okay. But what I'm trying to say, help me yeah, understand. And then I already know that's illegal. And then like, you know, they can get in trouble for that, but I don't have a good enough lawyer to say, I mean, to help me with it, right. anything like this I got yet. You. Yeah. So help me understand this, though, uh, Russ, is that you said that uh, they, they got you Ed and Betty because Lil, Lil Ed called you. Uh, where was Lil Ed when right. he called you? Was he locked up or was he a free or what, what you know? No, he was in uh, uh, he was in another state. Oh, OK. OK. So he was already out and they were trying to. Yeah. OK, I got it. So yeah, they called me. so yeah. because you you had some contact with him uh, through phone. And so therefore, they said you was aiding and abetting. It had been him, but he called me. Oh, wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. How funny is that? <laughs> that's crazy. And he was already gone doing his thing. Eight months for that, huh? He was already gone and doing his thing. Yeah, he was already gone. 
man. So, so what, I mean, what do you want people to know in regards to this as far as, you know, the injustice that you feel that was done to you? And we know that the injustice uh, done to Ed, too, and he got to go through the court system for that. But as far as with you being out here, being able to speak for yourself and your family and everything, what do you want people to know about this system? Oh, this system is real wrong, is real raw. I really feel that there's laws that need to be passed, but there are laws that need to be passed about the way the police does, especially in Riverside County. Riverside County has the highest conviction rate. That's because they yeah. scare people to take in deals. Their, uh, their trial rate is real low, like at 55 45%. They lose in trial, but they got so many people that are scared to take them to trial that they just take the deals they give them. And what they first thing they do is they throw strikes on everybody, especially if you've been to prison before. Wow. They throw the strikes on them. Wow. You know, the strike system is unfair to, I can say most minority is unfair, and even some white people is unfair to them too. They, they, they throw the strikes on you right away. Wow. Wow. That's messed up. That's messed up. So uh, tell yeah. us about your experience when you was locked up. Because one of the things for sure that I uh, want people to understand is is that with this COVID-19 and being in prison, being in, in jail uh, and so on, there's no protection there. You know, when they talk about out here, they push you, wear your mask and six feet distance and no mask gatherings and all this different type of stuff. But um, now talk with Sharon in, well, up there. She she does. She did say they try to, in some sense, but a lot of times they gathered in these dorms. So they're not they, they don't have the social distancing. But if something break out, they do lock them all down and stuff. But with you, what was your experience in the jail system is, and with COVID? And did you feel protected? Uh, No, you're not protected. And they, 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 they say a lot of stuff to the public. Riverside County, uh, the sheriff, the sheriff of Riverside County, he was saying a lot of stuff to the public, like the hand sanitizer and the mask. And they took us after COVID-19 broke out, it took us three months afterwards to start getting masks. Wow. But they were telling the public we had masks. We never had them. And then so they they, they lock everybody down right now, so everybody get like maybe an hour out a day. So, you know, it's worse than consolidatory confinement, but you get one hour out a day, and then – they telling the public that we're uh, we're separated. Well, we're not. You got everybody got a celly. You're supposed to be separate right there, but they're steadily bringing new people in. When they take us to court, they put everybody in one uh, cells and mm-hmm. uh, cells to go to court. It'd be like 15, 20 people. It's, there's no social distancing on the bus. It'd be like people standing up. They talking about make it work. <laughs> so you know they they lying to the public for real. Man, man, did you see any folks get sick while you was in there or hear about it? Oh, a couple of people. Yes, quite a few. What about the staff in there, sheriffs, deputies, and people like yeah, that? Yeah, oh, yeah, there's a couple of Riverside County. There's quite a few of them died. Oh, is that right? The uh, deputies? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, some deputies died, yeah, in Riverside County, yeah. Wow, see, yeah. See, so, and that's and the, the jail I was in, uh, uh, some people died. Mm-hmm. And they was deputies. Oh, okay. So, 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 while you was in there, and I know, like, when they moved your bail up to one hundred fifty thousand to a million dollars, it almost it made it difficult to get you bailed out and stuff. And I and I and I know that folks were still trying to work to to get you. And then all of a sudden, I got a surprise call that you were out. <laughs> so right. that was good to know, good to yeah. hear. But at the same time, what happened? How did uh, you know you, you get it reduced? Did they reduce it back down? Tell us what happened. Yeah, they they reduced it back down because we went we went in and we went in to uh, drop my uh, to drop my uh, to drop my uh, my strikes. 
Mm-hmm. So what the judge did after after you know we was shut down for three months. I should have been out way before I got, I got out. Uh, oh, that's right. September the September the twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. I should have been out way before that. We was shut down for three months. Uh, but no is, courts, judge, no courts or anything. Went in and they, huh? There was no courts going on for three months. That's what you're saying. No court hearings for three whole months. Yeah, three whole months with no courts. So I was stuck in there. And then so they so backed up right now. But then when uh when we finally went to court. And then I, I um, had somebody help me that was in, in jail with me that knew the law real good. So when I put that paperwork in, that made my lawyer try to do something because it made her look bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> she put in a thing to strike my strike. So when the judge, so when it went to the judge, the judge looked at my strikes and looked how old it was. Yeah. And he said my strikes was way before the three strike law came in. Look at that. <laughs> and then he, then when he looked at my case. And he looked at, and then he looked at how long I was out without getting in trouble, like over 30 years. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. Without getting in any trouble. You know, so he looked at that and he dismissed all my strikes. You know what, cousin, he, uh, he dropped my bail down to $10,000 for a million to 10000 Wow. What's wrong with awesome. that? Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That should have been done at the beginning. You should have, number one, you should have never been yeah. in jail. But number two, if you yeah. did, that, that should have been 10000 right at the beginning. Right at the beginning, he, uh, I've been I stayed in jail eight months because of my bail was a million dollars. I couldn't couldn't nobody afford that. Right, and even during that lockdown when they would have no court hearings, they could have still let you go. They could have let you go on your own recognizance. They could they, there are a lot of things they could have done, man. But you know that's how yeah. racist the system is, and the way these prosecutors and you know you have these lawyers that you know I don't know they don't seem to be that effective in uh, representing us, right, you know? Oh, uh, what I've been hearing about these lawyers, especially uh, now the way they got it, is like the whoever, the, uh, it's a lady, she's a big lawyer out here. She bid it and she got the uh, attorneys, she got the private attorneys, but they're called state-appointed attorneys, and then they got the public defender still. She bid it for $1,000 a case. How hard are they going to work for you? Yeah, yeah. First thing they talk about is, a, uh, first thing I'm talking about is a, a, a deal. Mm-hmm. First, first thing they like, they got you. Let's it's make a deal. a deal. They don't even know what they got you for. Right. Let's make a deal. And that's one thing that I always try to tell youngsters. You know, when they in, when they locked up, I'm like, or I try to communicate with them. I go see them, or or tip to their parents. Say, hey, tell them don't make no deal. As soon as you go to court, you know they've been locked up a couple of months, and they go in and they make a deal. You know, they'll take a strike or two, and they say, hey, we'll let you go right now. But now you got those strikes against you. And then what happened is when something does happen again, they'll just trump up charges. Be hard for you to bail out. And then you're looking at some serious time, you know, if you get uh, convicted of that and so on. So the the one charge they have yeah. on you now is aiding and abetting for uh, the, the the murder charge. Aiding and abetting. Yes. Wow, that's crazy, man! It's so easy. All you can do is love your family, care for your family, not thinking about breaking any laws, covering up anything, and you have any connection with anything. They'll try to use that against you to. Um, uh, uh, charge you with something like aiding or abetting or conspiracy or uh, and then with these gang enhancements and all of that 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 we're looking at so on. so they were you know I, what I'm still trying to figure out and and maybe you don't even know yourself you're still trying to figure it out is that like when I looked and they had you down as a gang member I'm trying to figure out where did they get that from <laughs> no they just put it's just something they put <laughs> and they put it in the paper like what's going on now they put stuff out there and it's for the people, so the people gonna believe what they say. Y'all be able to sue them for that, though, man. 
they, that that's defamation yeah. of character. You ought to be able to sue them for that. Uh, the paper, whoever, the police, and whoever, all these folks. I mean, when this is over, you need to really start thinking about looking at a lawsuit, right? And 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 suing right. these folks because this is ridiculous for them to to uh, defame you like that. As far as uh, putting all this stuff out there, and we all know, I know, you know, uh, family know, and people that friends know, people that know you know that you know you have nothing to do with no gang. Even back when I used to gang bang, you didn't bang. I did. I was banging, but um, uh, you didn't. When I used to come down to Riverside and stuff like that, I would go and hang out with you and your friends and stuff. But there wasn't bangers, you know. Some of them probably you knew some of them, but wasn't caught up into that lifestyle. Yeah. So I don't even know how they how you would ever be uh, um, uh, identified as, as that. And so you probably need to look into that as far as uh, trying to trying to sue them and everything. So how's your family and everybody doing? How's your son, uh, Ed, doing that's still locked up right now? You said he's been going for about a year, right? Oh, he's fine. I talked to him yesterday. Uh-huh. And uh, my family's doing, my wife, everybody, everybody's doing fine. Doing pretty good. And so how about yourself? Because yes. one of the things I know I was concerned about when I was talking with your wife, Sharice, is that uh, when you was locked up, you're worried about you losing your job. And that's the other thing people don't think about. Like when you get these trumped up charges against you, what also end up happening is it messes up your life, your family and everything else. So how does that go? Cause I know you're saying you're ready to go to work. It but... messed up. A, it messed up a lot. But my wife was doing a lot of stuff to keep stuff going for me. So when I got out, I was able to catch back up to it. OK. And then with my job, I, I was able to get my job right back. Amen. Amen. So, so, good, huh? so that's what you're doing right now. You still, you got your old job back. Yeah. Okay. I got to go work tonight. That's I good. Got, man, I got a matter of fact, they just <laughs> called me and told me I had to be there on site. Look, it's crazy. I got to go to orange County and pick up the truck and come back to Riverside. I'm working on the freeway. What do we do freeway work? We mm -hmm. do traffic control, but uh -huh. uh, I got to come back out here, but I, I don't have to be there until seven tonight. Okay. They changed it. Okay. Well, that's cool, man. And, and I'm, I'm glad that you got your job back. God, God is good. You know, God is a blessing. I know yes. I, I talked to your yeah, mom. God is real good. Talked to your mom and Bobby a couple of times because we were trying to get a lawyer and things like that. And uh, and I know that she was under a lot of stress, you know, and uh, we just don't need mm -hmm. that. But that's what happens, especially to black families. Right. You know, the, and just imagine there's numerous hundreds and thousands of families right here in California and, and in Southern California, one limited there that's going through these types of processes, man. And we don't have the support and help that we really need because, you know, when you're really trying to reach out to a lawyer and get a good lawyer, they all want all this money. And when you're not rich, you know, and don't have that kind of money to pay lawyers, then you're kind of stuck. And then with COVID-19 and everything on a lockdown, it made it way more difficult. And so, and it's almost like they don't care about people. You know, you're stuck in there. You can give a, you have a death sentence because you're in there. You mess around to get COVID coronavirus. You can get sick or die. It can damage you for good. And, and so on. And it seemed like they don't even care about that. So they got a lot of people charged with bogus and trumped up charges sitting up in these jails like yourself. And um, they can release these folks and let these folks go. They really need to drop these charges. And I hope that eventually they're going to drop these charges. So when are you looking to go to court again? I go in January. In January. And so we're hoping that they're going to yeah, drop they, these they, charges. Uh, what they did is they separated a couple of us from my son's them case. So they go back in December. So we're separated from them now. Okay. But at first they had all you, they, they uh, bunched all you guys together, right? And try to make it seem like. Yeah, they had us was, all going to court together. It yes. was a big gang conspiracy. That's what they want. He wanted to make it look like he went, they went to, they made it look like a big gang because they arrested everybody from that don't even, this don't even have nothing to do with anybody just from all over. If somebody just talked to someone on the phone, they went and arrested them to make it look like a big gang. Man. 
which out there where they are, mm-hmm. hey, they are, it's probably like two people, <laughs> three people in their game. <laughs> they made it look like a, they try to make it look like a big game. And then another thing, I was talking to my nephew there. I guess they had my phone tapped. They, I was talking to my nephew. Uh huh. And every other word with the, the paper written, and every word I was saying, cuz to my nephew. Why would I say cuz to my nephew? Right, right. But that's what they were saying. You were saying? <laughs> that was saying to him. That was just something they said at the end. Nobody never talked about anything in any of the incidents, but at the end, his expert opinion, we were talking about a murder. Mm-hmm. So everything, well, I'm in jail for his expert opinion. Right, right, right. Man, it's just... <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, that's crazy. That, I mean, that don't make no sense. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, anything else you want to say or share? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I, 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 I'm glad this happened though. I ain't never had this until now. Yeah, yeah, and you know, but and, I'll be. Go ahead. No, I said I'll be willing to come back again and talk about it if you uh, get somebody else need to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. And for sure, want to follow up with with Ed. Um, um, when we're talking about Ed, we're talking about his son, Ed, who they actually charged for murder. And he's sitting in jail right now. That's my little cousin. Yes. And, um, you know, we, we want you know, we want to support him and help him in the process of what he's going through. So he can't get into details on that. But um, that's what they try to charge him with. They try to give him aiding and abetting after the fact because his son called him. Right. And, you know, and so yeah. like it's it's so crazy these days. Uh, the way they do things, you know, and like you said, they had his. How how long uh, when the when the murder happened? How long was was uh, little Ed out before they arrested him? I think he was out from uh, say September to like November, or like the end of October to like November. So they were they were investigating, and so some kind of way they got a warrant where they uh, put a tap on your phone, which was illegal for them to do. And so that that so also, do. you got to look yeah. into that, man. That's also something that you I already, need to I, see. I, I read the law on that. It, it's all the way illegal. I just don't have no good lawyer. Yeah, yeah. You mean illegal. It's all the way illegal, right? It's all the way illegal. Yes, yeah, all yeah. the way illegal. I just don't have no good lawyer. Yeah, and, and we, we got to work on Right now, I don't. You know, hey, hopefully something might happen. <laughs> yeah, and there, and look, and, and we look around. There's there's lawyers out there that will take it on pro bono, right? You know, especially if, if you know, right. if they know they could sue. And, and cause sue the city, sue the county jail. And so the, uh, mm-hmm. the city is tied into who was investigating was the sheriff's the or the police? Uh, sue the police department. Police. Yeah, sue the police department. It wasn't the um, sheriff, it was Riverside Police. Uh, yeah. The sheriff was, uh, well, it was the county jail, but it was uh, yeah. Riverside Police that, that did all this. So it's the city then that, that you that you have to sue. And a lot the of times what, yes. what they try to get is immunity, right? But, you know, uh, there's ways right. to get around that to keep them from getting immunity. And that's one of the things, one of the laws that we're just trying to pass is is the, the, the so that cops can't get immunity so that now they can get charged, but that we can sue them, right? Because they do a lot of crooked stuff along with prosecutors and they need to take immunity away right. from prosecutors too because prosecutors are in cahoots with them with a lot of stuff that they do and and a lot of these charges that they do and so you just as you as you all see with with my cousin russell here is that how they actually you know they conspire together you know they they can 
bring all that into court, right, uh, as far as your bail and everything, those other charges, unless prosecutors did it and went along with it, right? So they all in cools together. There's a prosecutor. Yeah, so they need to take immunity, this immunity away from prosecutors too, especially when they're reckless, negligent, or when it's the, a deliberate intent, right, to trump up charges on people, and they do that all the time. They look in their books and see every little thing that they could charge you with rather than charge you with for what they what you're supposed to be charged with. Um, you know, we, we for sure we got an uh, election just passed. But one of the things we got to work on and we did try to do some of that this time around, get better judges, get judges. That's going to be just that's going to be fair. That's going to be neutral. And that's going to make sure that, you know, they understand the, um, uh, the the racial biases that are taking place in this system, just a system so that they can challenge those those things. Like when they bring it up, stuff like that, they brought up against you. Right. And so it, it's kind of right. crazy, oh, you know, a cousin. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Uh, so I, like another thing I just found out too mm -hmm. is like when you go into court, or like you know you go to arraignment and, uh, and you go into court, you know the judge cannot see your case or see what you're in there for or, or see what they got against you or see your record until you go to preliminary hearing. So that's I think that's real unfair too. Wow. And preliminary might be a couple of months down the road. It might be years down the road. It wow. might be like a couple of years. Like right now, they was trying to step. It was one 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 person with. That's uh, involved with my uh, cousin said he's tired. And he want to go to uh, preliminary right away. They had to do it. They they couldn't stop it. Oh wow! So did Sometimes you have preliminary hearing be two or three years down the road? Man, and they keep postponing. District attorney they come up they come up with uh, all kind of stuff. The police can't make it. Their witness can't make it. You know, all kind of stuff to make you have to uh, postpone it. Wow! And and in the in the process of time you're stuck. So how did you get before the judge and and get the was it was it like a bail hearing? It was no, I did the bail hearing way before that, and that's when they did the strikes. But I got in front of the drugs because I put a a, a thing in myself. Mm -hmm. I, I went uh, like pro per put a thing in myself, so they seen it, and they told me, you know, the district attorney can see everything you put in. I said I want them to see. It. <laughs> so then, now, then after that, then my lawyer put something in. After all that, wow, wow, she put something in on her own. But other than that, I wouldn't. I probably would have still been in there right now if I wouldn't have done that. Right. Yeah. Cause I remember when I was talking, she didn't help me at all. Huh? Yeah. I, when I was talking with your mom, that's what she was upset. She was upset with the lawyer too. She felt the lawyer wasn't doing yeah. anything. And, and she said that she had talked to you and you was upset and wanted something to be done. Yeah. And that's what we get stuck with. Right. We get stuck with incompetent yeah. lawyers with or that. lawyers might be good, but they just don't care. Right. They just don't care and bog down with cases and things like it's, that. You know, they got some, they got a lot that are real good and they got some that they're living off the money. So the more cases they can plead out, the faster their money come in. I got you. I got you. Cause they, they don't get paid that's until after they after they get oh wow, that's crazy. Then that's that's real crazy. Yeah. But that's the kind of stuff we have to yeah. deal with with this with this system, you know. So most definitely continue to pray for little Ed, uh and and what he's caught up in. I hate to see his, you know, him with so young and you see so many young black men uh, getting caught up, you know, in this criminal justice system. That's why we try to talk to them, say you got to watch the people you hang around, watch the places you go, watch the things you get involved in because it's so easy to get tripped up and you're gone forever, right? You're gone for good. And, right. um, you know, and, and the way things were looking, man, I was like, man, you know, you feel almost like handicapped, like there's nothing you can do. Even when I was talking to your mom, talking to your wife and and looking at your case and stuff, I was like, man, they just going to roll him right away with with Ed. You know, he ain't done nothing if 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 they convict Ed. It's like and he ain't done nothing. They treating him like he put the gun in his it, hand or something, like, you know, or took the gun. It, and it, hit it, it's it. like this. It's like, <laughs> hey, listen, it's like they, they got him charged with. A murder, right? Yeah. Murder carries 25 years of life. 
they had me charged with adding and abetting after the fact. Right. But they threw the strikes on me. You know, I could have been in jail for 25 years of life for adding better after the fact. And I ain't do nothing. Yeah, and that's crazy. You see how then that that's that's, that's scary, crazy. man. That's scary, you know, to to even yeah. think about that there too. To like if one of my now you gotta like be careful, you know, just from the experience that I see with yours, your son or a family member or even a friend, somebody you know, call you, you don't know what they are caught up in or what have you, and they say, Hey, can you no. come pick me up? Oh yeah, where you at? And you go pick them up. I'm just using an example. And you go pick them up. And they probably killed somebody, whatever, right? But I don't right. know that. I'm just going to pick them up and help them, right? Uh, to get wherever they need to get. And they don't tell me anything or anything whatsoever. But then I can be charged with that because they say, oh, you picked him up. That's aiding and abetting and so on. And they need to do something about that, you know, um, especially when you don't know. And, and a lot of times people don't even understand the laws, right? They don't understand the laws as far as what aiding the betting is all about and things like that. So it's real crazy. And, you know, so on the other side, we got to be careful, you know, what we do because um, uh, they're looking at the, the charges with anything that they can. And this is one of those examples of, of, of you is an example how easy it is. You know, here you're, you're 30, what was it, 25 years or whatever since 95 when you got out of prison. So that's like 20 years, 25 years, yeah. man. Uh, 25 years, 24, 25 years. Uh, not getting in any trouble, working, married, got family, doing well, and so on. Not on drugs and all this other kind of stuff. And here, yep. and here, they, they, they all of a sudden they charging you with something like, "Wow, I can't." But I know when you sitting in jail, what was your thoughts, man? I mean, how were you feeling? How were you thinking and feeling? Cause we think it and we feel it. <laughs> uh, well, in jail, I was, uh, <laughs> you know, I, okay. Besides wanting to be out, I was feeling like I, I got done wrong, and I got done wrong on a lie, and I got done wrong on. The cahoots between the Riverside Police Department and the district attorney. The district attorney that filed everything against me was not the district attorney that dropped everything against me. Oh, for real? So it was the district attorney that yeah, actually it dropped was some stuff. The district attorney, when he, I guess, when he seen my case, he seen I shouldn't apply. I shouldn't have never been in jail. Wow, wow, wow! You mean the prosecutor? As long as I was the huh? prosecutor, one of the prosecutor, the first prosecutor wanted yeah, to he, talk. Yeah, it was a new prosecutor that came on. Yeah. And trying, so he was simple-minded or fair-minded, I should say, in front of perspective, looking at your yeah, case. Yeah, because he didn't protest that when she put in to drop my, uh, to drop my, uh, uh, to drop my strikes. He didn't really basically protest against it because I was in there for basically nothing, man. I had nothing to do with the crime. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now I'm wondering if mm -hmm. if we weren't on the COVID-19, would they, they still have done that? You know, they, uh, sometimes they do stuff because they're trying to get people out of there. If we weren't under the COVID-19. Uh, Sean, uh, uh, Pastor, I wouldn't. I, I probably would have been out way before when I got. I probably have been out okay. like, like three months before when I got out. Now, could you been able to get before a judge sooner? And, and no, oh, way sooner. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, if there, there, there any uh, any final thoughts to everybody, anybody out there? Because uh, we're gonna go ahead and close it out. Just want to hear some final words from. Yeah, we close brother. it out. Go ahead. You you done? No, oh, I said we can close. Yes, I'm done. I okay. just uh, hope everybody listens to the story. And there's there's more people that's in jail that's going through the same thing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I want to want to thank you, um, Russell, for uh, um, coming on Slow Motion with uh, Bishop Bowser. I want to thank all those that's viewing, all those that are going to be listening to the podcast. Uh, this is just a tip of the iceberg of what goes on in our criminal justice system. And you know, like, like Ed, you know, he's my first cousin. Uh, his his dad and my mom are, are brothers and sisters, both from the past and going to be with the Lord. But uh, uh, in our family, we see a lot of this just within our family uh, as far as getting caught up in the criminal justice system, 
and and so on. You know, we got we got family members going from murder on down. So we seen the we seen how this system is and how it impacts our families and everything else. You know, I I still got a sister and nephews that are in prison and things like that. So uh, the, uh, this system is brutal, right? Because Sharon, my sister, she's in prison right now for stealing some uh, some candy or whatever she was stealing in the store it was real minor. But she bit the security guard, whoever it was, when they tried to stop her. So uh, it, that moved from a small misdemeanor to a felony, gave her 13 years in, in prison. And so she, they, she's struggling with the COVID-19, too, as far as not trying not to get it. Just talked to her the other day. She called every week. But um, she's looking maybe a couple of weeks to go out into a halfway house or within a month or so. So we're hoping that that happened, that she, she'd be able to do that and get out of that system uh, up there because it's it's no control of of that when you're dealing with the COVID and all the other things. So we want our uh, we want to, we got to continue to pay attention to the laws to fight to change these laws right uh, to hold police accountable, to hold prosecutors accountable, to hold the judges accountable, and yes, hold these lawyers, the public defenders accountable too, right? And and we got to stop yes. all this pleading out because what they do is they hold you in jail forever and make you make a plea deal. So we got to deal some. We got to have a system set up where they're not just housing uh, all our black people like they did in slavery and have you in chains and bars until you've made a make a deal and you you get out of it so we so we're going into a new year of the lord should tear and lord allow where the uh some more laws where legislation is going to start writing laws and so on and we got to put pressure on them to pass the right kind of law so that we can make sure that these type of things that what happened to russell and like he said all the other people that are in there don't happen to them also so thank you uh russ but i want you to stay on russ we're going to sign off on uh facebook live and we're going to sign off on uh slow motion with bishop bowser thank you for listening thank you for viewing and god bless you until the next time